Hey, what's up, everybody? This is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. It's great to have you with us today. Whether you're a member of Parker Ford or just coming across this online, it's uh, wonderful to have you with us as we continue to journey through our midweek teaching series, A Path Forward, which is a journey through the Sermon on the Mount. Today we'll be in Matthew chapter 7, verses 12 to 14, and I've titled this teaching, As You Wish. And this passage contains one of the more famous passages in the Bible, certainly in the New Testament, uh, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And we're going to be looking at that a little bit more today. Before we get into the teaching, into the text, let's pray and invite the Lord to lead us today. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your son and the example that he has set for us through his life, death, resurrection, his teaching. Thank you that he has invited us into a life of discipleship, into a life of conformity to him where we can progressively, as we walk with you, become more like you. And that is our great hope through the spirit of God, through the word of God, that each and every day we would walk more intimately with Jesus Christ. I certainly pray that for my own life, my family, as well as for each person engaging this today. And we pray that you would do this good work, even through this teaching. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you seen The Princess Bride? Uh, that was absolutely one of my favorite movies when I was a little kid. There was probably a time in my life where, when I was younger, I could have quoted almost word for word the entire movie. For whatever reason, my family loved that movie. I know uh, a lot of you probably did as well. But there's this famous interaction in the movie between the two main characters where when they fall in love, um, she owns this farm, Princess Buttercup, and then uh, Wesley, who becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts, he is just a simple farmhand on the farm. And every request she makes, he responds with this statement, as you wish. And what she realizes is as he's saying, as you wish, um, that he's actually saying, I love you. And so it sparks this sort of sappy love story between them. And how the movie plays that out is, is actually pretty humorous. But all of us, I think most of us, if we're being honest, would really like to be in the place where the people who surround us in our lives, certainly our spouse and, and our children or our friends, that they would respond to our every request, our every desire with this statement, as you wish. I think all of us probably have a little bit of a longing for that if we're being honest. The kingdom, um, the kingdom ethic here is actually that inverted. And so rather than being a people who long to surround ourselves with yes men or with people who are going to bow to our every desire and wish, we are to be a people who are seeking after the good of those whom God has placed in our life. This is a path forward. This is a, this is a different way of doing life than what I think generally the world has to offer. Through this teaching, Jesus offers us a path forward out of self-centeredness where it's not just about me fulfilling my every desire. A path into thoughtfulness where I can be a thoughtful person, a thoughtful in my words, thoughtful in my actions. And he offers us a path forward into deeper relational connection with God and with those he places in my life. So in Matthew chapter 7 verses 12 to 14, Jesus says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. He just summed up the entire law and the prophets with a simple statement. The Pentateuch, the major minor prophets, the writings, Jesus says, it's summed up like this. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. 
But then he goes on to say in verse 13, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Basically from verse 13 through the end of Matthew 7, which concludes the Sermon on the Mount, there's going to be this ongoing focus of just hearing my words or just taking in the right information is not enough. You actually have to live it out. Of course, he's going to conclude the entire sermon with the parable of the man who built his house on the rock and the man who built his house on the sand. And Jesus says, if you hear these words and do them, you're like the man who built his house on the rock. But if you hear these words and don't do them, you're like the man who builds his house on the sand. Or you're like the person who walks the wide road. Narrow is the gate. The gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Why do you think Jesus puts this imagery of the narrow gate and the wide gate immediately after he's talking about the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you? Well, I think to actually live out this kingdom ethic is incredibly difficult and requires a life of self-sacrificial love as modeled to us by Jesus himself who laid down his life for us that we might have life. Skyjitani in his little devotional, What If Jesus Was Serious, which we've been tracking with a little bit throughout this series. Uh, Sky is um, uh, from a biracial family. His mother is Caucasian, uh, I think Swedish, and his father is Hindu um, from India. And so he, had, he grew up in sort of both worlds, in Western Christianity, and also has many experiences and family members who are um, part of the Hindu uh, religion in India. And so he can speak to this with some authority, but he says, Eastern religions like Jainism, Buddhism, and Hinduism are predicated on the rule of ahimsa, Ahimsa, which means to do no harm or cause no injury to any living creature. And if you know anything about Hinduism or Buddhism, you can see how that's all over those religions. This is certainly um, and certainly an ad- admirable calling, but as popularly practiced, fails to capture the fullness of what Jesus taught with his golden rule. For this reason, some have called Ahimsa the silver rule. It is good but there is something better. And then if you have uh, ahimsa, the silver rule, which is silver rule, which would be do no harm, and then you have the golden rule, which is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, some have pointed out that there's actually a platinum rule, which is greater love has no man than this, than that he lays down his life for his friends. So Jesus not only modeled for us and taught us to live by the golden rule, he then modeled and taught us to live by the ultimate rule, which is to lay down our lives for others in self-sacrificial love. Jatani goes on to say, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus commanded, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. This is more than a call to avoid harm or injury. It is a command to active love. Some religions should be commended for leading us on a path of nonviolence and a live and let live tolerance. The path of Christ, however, leads us to far more. It seeks the flourishing of all through self-sacrificial love. Let me read the passage again with these thoughts in mind. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophet's. 
enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Just for a moment, let's look at this imagery. What is Jesus saying here? Willard in the Divine Conspiracy, Dallas Willard, has this beautiful passage and I've been meditating on this for the last couple days. He says, the narrow gate is not as so often assumed doctrinal correctness. This isn't about being right. You know, if you, if you doctrinally write, if you walk the narrow path, it means you have all your doctrinal uh, ducks in a row. And if you walk the wide path, it means you're off that. He says, the narrow gate is not, as so often assumed, doctrinal correctness. The narrow gate is obedience. Remember, the remainder of the sermon is about putting into practice, putting into obedience what Jesus has taught. He says, and the confidence in Jesus necessary to do that, to walk in obedience. We can see that it is not doctrinal correctness because many people who cannot even understand the correct doctrines nevertheless place their full faith in him. Moreover, we find many people who seem to be very correct doctrinally but have hearts full of hatred and unforgiveness. And think about that. Think about a person who's mentally handicapped and has a deep faith and love for Jesus even though they can't cite Westminster's Catechism or, or, or the Apostles' Creed or, or other doctrinal statements of the faith and yet they have a deep abiding love for Jesus. I know several people like that and have been deeply blessed by their faith and walk with Jesus. On the other hand, I also know the type of person that Willard is talking about here who has the letters before their name, who have, you know, all of their doctrinal ducks in a row, and yet the fruit of their life is anything but the self-sacrificial love and compassion, grace, mercy of Jesus Christ. So he says, moreover, we find that many people who seem to be very correct doctrinally, but have hearts full of hatred and unforgiveness, the broad gate, by contrast, is simply doing whatever I want to do. So it's less about doctrinal correctness and more about the, the, the wide gate is doing whatever I want to do. This life is about me. It's my way. I did it my way, and I'm going to live according to my way. We can see how much culture is inundated by that type of living, that philosophy of life. The narrow gate, conversely, is not so much about doctrinal correctness as it is about putting into practice what Jesus teaches. So what does Jesus teach? Do it. (laughs) Be the person who builds the house on the rock. Hear the words and put them into practice. So I want to encourage you today to read Matthew chapter 7 verses 12 to 14 and reflect on these and ask the following questions. How is the golden rule connected to the Christian ideal of self-sacrificial love? Why might Jesus connect the golden rule directly to the narrow and broad gates? And how might Jesus be offering you a path forward through this teaching? I hope this is an encouragement to you today. Have a wonderful day. Go with God.